0: Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Kaylee Dabney. I am here today with my sister Shay. Um, We are going to be talking about what it's like to be a single mom. But before we do that, I want to let y'all know that I came up with a name for this show. Um, It is going to be called The Living Room. And the idea behind that is that, well for me, a lot of the time when I'm hanging out with people, that's that's where that takes place. In the living room. That's where everything goes down. That's where we sit and have coffee. That's where we have good, meaningful conversations. Um, Anyway, that's where life happens. So that's what this is going to be called. And you can take the living room with you wherever you go. um, In your car, on the way to work, or um, to the gym, or wherever you might be going. Take us with you and listen in for some good conversations. So... Welcome, Shay. Hello. Um, thanks for coming. Of course. To, well, not coming. I actually came to you. But anyway, thanks for letting me interview you today. Um, so, like I said, we're going to be talking about what it's like to be a single mom. So, tell us a little bit about you. What is your story?
1: Um, so, my name is Shay, and I am 24 years old. And I have a little boy who is 4 years old. I had him when I was... 20. Um, I am not married. Um, so I'm doing this mom thing and um, living life and loving it with my four year old little boy. Um, but I look forward to this
0: conversation that we're going to have. Here. Yeah, he's the cutest little thing. He's so fun. And
1: he's got brown curly hair. Like kind of crazy. He's wild. Um, and he's loud, and he's all those great things. He's like so full of
0: life and all the time joy, <laughs> all the time. So what's fun? My Jones, who you guys have already heard from, is now four. Also, so Jones and Noah are two and a half months apart. So that's really fun for them to be so close, and they love each other yeah, they're and best friends. They also hate each other sometimes, but they're <laughs> yes. like brothers, basically. So, it's fun. So, Noah's really cool. Um, he's taught you a lot, I he guess. He's
1: definitely taught me a lot. Um, I think Noah is my bi- uh He's obviously my biggest source of joy, but he is also probably the tool that the lord has used to sanctify me the most right um because uh this parenthood thing takes a lot of work
0: and it's so hard and
1: patience <laughs> and effort um uh and and molding him into someone who hopefully will chase after the lord very hard yeah. when he grows older is 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 hard but it's
0: so it's the and best. Heart-wrenching. It is heart wrenching,
1: but <laughs> it's, it's so, so hard. rewarding. Yeah.
0: So, what do you feel like is what do you feel like is something that people don't know about being a single mom? Um,
1: well, <laughs> something people don't know. I feel like if I say hard, then <laughs> that's kind of like an obvious thing. But I think people don't understand the degree. Um, to which right. it is hard. Um, so you can say, "Oh, this is hard. That's hard." But it's very, um, it's hard, and it's lonely. Um, it's sometimes it's it's hard to look around and and see beautiful families um, doing their things. And I think I think something that's hard is not having someone share the weight of parenthood with yeah. you. Um, for me that's been, that's been probably one of my biggest struggles when I look around and I see, um, people who are married, who are parenting together, who are both invested in this thing and, um, I think that, that I don't have that then it, it stirs up some feelings in me that are, that are hard to deal with but also I think the church can help shoulder that burden in a lot of ways. I think that people can come alongside single moms and say, you know, we can we can we see this need and we're going to meet it. We understand. We need we need men who are willing to step in and be role models yeah. and, and mentors to these young young guys and girls. We need men and women who are willing to step into these roles and say you know, I'm here to to love you and to love your family and to love your child for the sake of the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and so that was a long
0: answer, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I can only imagine. It, just to think about how hard parenting is when you do have somebody to do it alongside. Like, I have Jonathan, and it's not pretty by any means, but... Like, it's still so hard, and there's two of us. And to just think about not having that other person. Like, right now, I mean, he's gone Monday through Friday right now with his new job. And to just be the only one providing and caring for children, I don't know. It's just, it's got to be exhausting for that to be... Like just your way of life. Like right. constantly you're the one that's doing all those things. Right. So
1: you carry the weight. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not necessarily that people don't know that it's hard, but like you said, don't understand like just how hard it is. Right. And I, I
1: think like for me it's everything is I, there's a balance to everything because in a in in a nuclear family where there's a mom and a dad there's there can be this give and take between the parents where right. you know like if one parent is <coughs> off the other parent can kind of step in and say and say H- here let me handle this yeah. situation there is none of that right there's this you know like i have to balance being nurturing and also being a disciplinarian i have to carry the weight of shepherding his little soul you know yeah um i have to make sure he he is where he is on time every single day it's getting him dressed in the morning when he wakes up in the middle of the night it's all those little things that you don't think about that people don't think about in general that, that all that falls onto one person, and it can be weighty.
0: Yeah, you're so right. Like, I have probably never thought about that. Like, when I am at my wit's end with the boys to, like, I've probably taken for granted the fact sometimes that I can be like, Jonathan, you have to deal with this. Like, I just can't okay. deal with this right now. Um. So, yeah, it's hard to imagine that not being an option. Right. Um, Okay, so being young, like you were, you mm-hmm. said you were 20 when you had Noah, um, and having a child when so many other people your age were not having children, they were off in college or doing whatever, what was that like? Was it hard to maintain friendships and community when you were in such a different place than your peers?
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it's important for me to note also that, um, my community then was not as solid as it is now. My fr- yeah. my friendships were not all built on, not that all, every single friendship I have now is this way, but a lot more of my friendships now are founded in the Lord and who He right. is and He is at the center of our, our friendships, um. But that being said, when I was pregnant and shortly thereafter most of my friendships kind of just fell to the wayside. There was not very many people who who came alongside me and said, "Here I want to help you do this. I want to I want to shoulder this burden with you." Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and while I was attending church, the church was not necessarily a a source of community for me during that time. Um, I I have I have deep deep friendships now, um, and my life looks a whole lot different than it did when when I got pregnant and shortly after Noah was born. But it was it's very hard to maintain community because everything just changes. Right, it's such a shift. Even even for married people. Yeah. After you have a kid after you you go through this big life change you know everything starts to look different your relationships are different because you are all of a sudden responsible for this whole other life that you weren't before right. and so um that it it changes everything whether you're married or not
0: you know for and sure. i think
1: i think and you could probably speak to this that your community changes even if you are married after you have a kid right. because you you're, you, now you're not free to go out right. on any night of the week. You're not free to come and go as you please. And if you are, you have to work it around the schedule of um, this child. And I think that there might be more give and take, like, for you and Jonathan. Like, if you wanted to go out on one night, you you have your spouse there to yeah. watch the child. And you can still kind of maintain those relationships. Um, or, or have some focus on those relationships, but when there's no one there to really shoulder that with you, um, and there's not, and like, it's just so much work to find a babysitter. And for a lot of single mothers, that's not even a possibility because it's not an affordable option. Yeah. Um, because being a parent is expensive and that's not, um, always... An available option and if you had to hire a babysitter every time you wanted to every time you want to go out somewhere if you don't have family that lives nearby like I'm blessed to have family close by and so they help shoulder some of the burden yeah um but that isn't always the case because they right. because again they don't carry the weight of the responsibility of parenthood and right. they don't have the same investment to taking care of the child and also to their community. It's it's not the same.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine because I mean for us it was such a, or for me even just having Jones I was one of the first of like my friends and the people my age to have a child and um, just going through that transition like just having a child is so it just totally turns everything upside down and so to think about doing that like, thankfully, like, not many of my friends were very far behind mm-hmm. me. I mean, my a friend had a baby two weeks later than I did. And right. so um, I got to kind of, like, people were probably a little more understanding towards me because they mm-hmm. got it. Like, they were there with me, some of them. Right. Um, but for you to have the people around you just totally not be able to relate right. to what was happening in your life, that just sounds really hard.
1: Um, I think another thing to think about also is like, if I said, you know, the church wasn't exactly involved, but the the thing is that you have to think about is if you're in the situation where you are, you're, you're having a child out of wedlock or whatever the case is. I don't, I mean, obviously you can be a single mom and... More ways than that, but that was the situation for me, and so um I don't think your gut reaction is going to be to run to the church right. in that I think that you it's, which is right. sad right I think, and that's that's what I want to that's what I'm getting at is that I want that to not be the case. Right. I want people to be able to turn to the church as a place of refuge um
0: and know that it's like and a safe know that place. it's
1: a safe place that it's not that these people aren't here to condemn me but that they're here to love me and support me and and I want to be able to do that for other people. Was that
0: your experience or um it was not my experience necessarily. Well, and let me ask you this, was that was that do you feel like that's something that single moms like take on themselves that like perception of like I'm not welcome here or that that's actually something the church communicates um, I think most. it's a little bit of both I think that like for me I think
1: I probably did perceive a lot of that that, ne- yeah. that wasn't maybe necessarily even being put out um, but but growing up in church culture and church community you know the things that are frowned upon and you're yeah. you're right. obviously scared of that it's a fear of man thing, you know. You're scared of that judgment, and you don't. You don't want. Be- you already feel the weight of what's going on yourself. You probably right. feel. I mean, for me, I felt shame for for a while, um, and I think the fear is that you will have more shame heaped onto you than mm-hmm. than is alleviated, um, and so that's why people don't run to the churches because they feel like I'm going to heap more of this on you instead of carrying this burden with you. Um, and I pro I don't, again, that may be in your, in our mind, but where does that come from initially? Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, that's not just a thought I think that we come up with ourselves. That is, it had to be somebody's experience at some point. Right. Um, for me personally, I didn't have a lot of deep friendships with people who were in the church so the church wasn't a place of refuge um, I have I had friends who um, I had a close friend at the time who whose story was pretty similar to mine, um, who I kind of clung to at that time but it wasn't because she loved the lord it was because our similars were our stories were similar um and so i just want to be able to love people well who are in that circumstance it's super scary it's super hard um and then beyond that beyond loving them well once the child is here Come alongside them and say, how can I help you yeah. do this? How can we do this together? And there there are a lot of different ways to do that. Yeah,
0: that, that, I, that was going to be my next question. Like practically, what are just some ideas that the church could put into action?
1: Um, so I think a lot of it is relational, like the relationships you have one-on-one because that's what the church is. I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, it's it's people loving and serving the Lord and loving and serving each other. Um, and, obviously, I each other being people inside the church and outside.
0: So we have to start by knowing some single moms.
1: Right. <laughs> step one. Step one. No single moms. Um, step two is if you know those single moms, you know, do simple things like make them dinner one night. Mm -hmm. um come over to their house and you know just sit down and have a conversation with them maybe if they have a whole bunch of laundry to fold help them fold laundry while you're sitting there having that conversation that's something that's so simple but it just alleviates just a little bit of pressure and sometimes just having somebody there to talk to because again you're a single mom it's a lonely um it's a lonely world to live in so having just Another person there to communicate with is is important. Um, I think offering up child care is a huge way that the mm-hmm. church can alleviate that kind of pressure. Whether it's like, here, let me watch Little Johnny for one night while you go get go have dinner by yourself or, right. or with a friend, another friend. You know, I don't want anybody to be just be eating dinner by themselves, <laughs> but you know, sometimes that's what you want because it's like, oh, I just need a moment. Um, but also I think a, a way to build community within the church is that while it's a big trend in the church now, a lot of churches are getting away from doing like Sunday school and doing um, more community groups mm-hmm. and small groups and things like that. Um, and a lot of outside the, of the church outside of the church and a lot of the time um, child care is not provided for right. those things so it makes it very hard it kind of isolates this group of people because if they don't have somebody to watch their child while so that they can build these deep relationships right. it just it just is one more step that they have to make sure that they have to take care of right all on their own and it's you know it's like if even if I can find a babysitter I can't Maybe I can't afford to pay them one night a week for, right. you know, 52 weeks a year or however, you know, however yeah. many weeks it is that your group meets or whatever. But, um, and so there are ways to do that within the church. There are lots of different ways. I think, honestly, um, ideally, in an ideal world, people would volunteer to do those mm-hmm. things, to watch childcare. Um, even if you had a rotating, schedule of one person a month right you know four people for one class or whatever and and make it clear that unless you absolutely need child care then you know if you can find another way
0: right to don't take up the spot don't take the spot the for somebody that, who
1: needs it yeah maybe more than you and like really for people to really think through those things.
0: yeah and i can imagine that that it's different. Like, even among my friends that are married, they struggle with getting really plugged into a church because they have kids and right. they're married. And it's still a struggle to, like, get away at night and get a, like, even if you have somebody there. Like, thankfully, Jonathan and I have worked it out where, like, I can leave one night a week and mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. But, like, that doesn't even work all that well for all married couples. Right. So, if that's not even an option, it's got to just be that much harder mm-hmm. to... Really build relationships within the church. Um, Okay, well, I have one last question for you. Okay, this is a fun question, kind of. If you could, if you had to choose, what would you say would be your all-time favorite TV show or song?
1: (laughs) Oh gosh, um, or both. I can probably answer both of those. TV show, all time. I probably will say Grey's Anatomy mm. because, and it's I know that's one. probably like everybody's answer for everything. Well, it's good, but it's so good. I I'm obsessed. I mean, if and you it want comes drama. back on in a month, and I'm and counting, counting down counting. the days. Um, I okay, so your song. Started watching it on oh, okay. Netflix. Yeah, I did too, and now I'm hooked. Right. So, um, my song. Oh gosh. Well, I, obviously, you know this, but the world doesn't, is that I love Celine Dion.
0: I knew you were going to say her, for sure. Um, and if I had to pick one song of hers... And that's, I'm like, what song are you going to oh pick? Oh, my gosh. I know what mine would be, but
1: mm. from her, at least.
0: Maybe... I think you. Oh, it's so I think so deep hard. down in your heart, your favorite one is probably my favorite one. I'm going to say this one. because it's the first song I
1: ever heard by her Okay. that I fell in love with, that everybody knows. Right. And
0: everybody loves.
1: And everybody loves is My Heart Will Go On.
0: It's, a, it's so good.
1: It's so good. But a close second would probably be either I Surrender. I Surrender. Or All By Myself. That's
0: what I was going to say. I Surrender. I mean, you just can't talk about one. I love one. I Surrender. Well, that's but, great. <laughs>
1: Those
0: are that. She's she's unbeatable. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah, she is. Um, well, thanks, Shay, for sharing your experience and your insights with us. Hopefully, this will be encouraging to our millions of listeners.
1: <laughs> to, I hope so.
0: Um, love on single moms. And you know what I was thinking Like while we were doing this? I remember that people used to tell us we sounded alike all the time. Oh, yeah. And so I thought... I wonder if people listening to this will be able to tell who's talking. Obviously they will because of what you're saying, but if they would be able to tell our Let voices apart. Let us if
1: our voices sounded like Who's speaking how now?
0: That how can, you, can you tell? Who is, Who is it? it? Am I Shay? Am I Kaylee? Who knows? Anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks again for sharing all your wise words with us. Yes, you are welcome. Come back soon. All right. Thanks for listening to The Living Room. Follow along or tune back in next time. Bye.